When I was a little girl, my mother would tell me stories. One of my favorite stories was the story of Pilgrim's Progress. Today, we're talking about the man who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. On a cold day in November in 1628, a little boy was born. His name was John. If you were to look at all the babies born in 1628 and pick what child would still be impacting the world in 2021, little John would not be the baby you would pick. The Bunyan family was a poor family, a family no one would know about. Father Bunyan was a traveling tinker. The family was poor. And as a young child, John attended a local grammar school. But he was not well-liked by teachers and not seen as a child with any potential. Even as a very young child, John got into fights with the other school children. He swore, he stole, and he refused to obey his parents. His father was afraid that his young son was going to end up in prison one day. No matter how much they punished John, he would just refused to help out around the house or obey his parents. In trying to help him, his parents made him read books like John Fox's Book of Martyrs, and he was forced to read the entire Bible when he was 12 years old. But nothing made the difference. Eventually, he was taken out of school, and his father tried to get him to work with him, but that didn't work either. As an older child, John Bunyan spent his time with other young men who liked to fight swear, and cause a lot of problems. But it was John who was the worst of the group. One day, one of his friends laughing said, if there wasn't men like John, the devil would have no company in hell. The others all laughed in agreement, but that hit John right in the heart. He began to have nightmares about falling into hell, and he decided he needed to try and change. But no matter how hard he tried to change, He would still get angry, end up in fights, and swear. In 1644, John's life fell apart in just a few months. First, his mom died, and then just a month later, his sister died, and one month after that, his father remarried, and then three months after that, the English Civil War started. That is a lot in just six months. John's nightmares became worse, and he realized he was going to die and he was going to go to hell. He became terrified of death. He realized if his good and bad were weighed, his bad would outweigh his good by so much. He felt like there was no way to catch up. He thought if he was to go to war and fight for the good of the king and country, then he would be able to outweigh the bad he had done. So he left and joined the war. What he saw was more death. He realized that He was killing people as good men, fighting for his country. But the other side was also full of men who believed they were fighting for their country as well. Were they both bad or were they both good? One day he heard a man say, I'm going to die and I'm going to go from this hell to another. John realized at that moment that fighting in the war was going to do nothing to save him from hell. While he was fighting, he met Puritans who were fighting with Oliver Cromwell's army. 
We've talked about the Puritans and about Oliver Cromwell and about this particular war in past episodes. You can go back and check that out. John had many conversations with the Puritans, and he finally found the truth. You can't work your way into heaven. It is only through free grace and belief in Jesus Christ that you can be saved. John said that his good works were like fresh paint on a broken down building. But what he wanted to be was a brand new building. A Puritan preacher told him he needed to lay down his burden, leave it at the cross, that he was trying to carry his sin around with him, but that Jesus wanted to take that burden of sin from him. John prayed. He asked for forgiveness for his sins. He believed in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and his resurrection. And he received the free gift of salvation. At that very moment, John felt as though the pain he was carrying with him was suddenly gone. He felt free for the first time in his life. Shortly after that, John met a girl named Grace, and he married her. The two were both so poor that they had nothing between them. Grace did have a little dowry, but she used all of it to buy just two books for John, two evangelical books. Soon after being married, Grace became pregnant and little Mary was born. She was born blind. They had more children, Elizabeth, John, and Thomas. Around this time, John began to believe that baptism should be done as an adult and not as a child, and he was baptized as an adult. This was an extremely controversial thing to do. If you've been listening to past episodes, you'll remember that there were men and women who were killed for being baptized as adults. When Mary was only eight years old, Grace died suddenly. This left John with four little children, one being blind. He married an 18-year-old girl named Elizabeth. The marriage was one of convenience. However, Elizabeth and John both had a love for Jesus and a passion to spread the news of Jesus. This led the couple to fall in love. However, their marriage would not be an easy one, as you will see and I will talk about at the end of this episode. John began to teach the Bible to anyone who was willing to listen, and people wanted to hear. There was a hunger for truth that the state-approved churches were not providing. John's meetings were held every single day, and every single day, they grew larger. At first, no one cared or did anything. No one cared about this poor man from the bad part of town who was talking about God to a bunch of other poor people. For years, the Puritans had been able to preach with little or no problems. However, when Charles II came back into power, he ended that freedom. One day, the soldiers showed up and arrested John, and he was brought before the court. It's November the 12th, 1660. You are at the Lower Samsall in South Bedfordshire. You're watching the trial of John Bunyan. This seems absurd. For the last 20 years, people have had the freedom to worship the way they wish. You hardly remember a time when it wasn't allowed. You can't hear what's going on, so you ask a man standing next to you. They're charging him under some Elizabethan act for holding a service not in conformity with the Church of England. Elizabethan act from like, what, 150 years ago? No one follows that. Is this some kind of a joke? They said they would let him go free as long as he promises to not keep preaching. I'm sure he'll be home by tonight. 
the man says casually as he walks away. But you're not so sure. You know John. He isn't going to stop preaching. John was arrested under this act, and the judge assumed he would simply say sorry and then stop. But John said he would never stop preaching the good news of Jesus. That to share God's love was not just for preachers. It was a job for everyone. We're all called to preach God's love and the way of salvation. So he was put in jail. Every day, his blind daughter Mary visited him in jail. She brought him paper and ink and then sat and talked to him. John began to tell her a story about a man named Pilgrim who had a burden he could not get rid of. He heard from an evangelist that the place he lived in would be destroyed with fire and he had to travel to the celestial city. At a cross, Pilgrim loses his burden, but as he travels, he is tempted by vanity fair. He spends time in a prison of fear. Each day, John would tell more and more of this story and use the story to give Mary hope and encourage her. In 1665, the plague came to London where John was being held in prison. People were dying in the streets and the prison was emptied. They told John to come back to prison once the plague had left. He went home, helped his family, and then once the plague left, he willingly returned to the prison. The prison guards were in shock. They had not planned on even trying to get him back. The law did eventually change, and it became legal for men to preach without licenses. However, that was only for the people who had not preached previously. Those in prison were left in prison. However, the guards allowed John to leave each day, he would go home, be with his family, preach to whoever would listen, and then return at night to sleep in the prison. John wrote and published many books while he's in prison, at least 61. Most of them are still in print today. But it was his story of the pilgrim, which is the book my mom would read me as a child, that is still in print today. In fact, I have two copies of it, a hard copy and a paperback. It was even printed in over 200 languages, and it has never ever been out of print. Many believe it was actually the first novel ever written in the English language. It is seen as one of the most significant works of religious literature. In fact, most of the pilgrims who came to America had with them at least two books, the Bible and the Pilgrim's Progress. In fact, until the 1900s, Pilgrim's Progress was in almost every English-speaking home and in many non-English homes. It was as recognizable as the Bible, and every school-aged child read it. It was not until the 1900s, when there was a push to get rid of religious fictions, that the book became less popular and eventually was taken out of the schools. That was followed quickly by the end of the Bible and prayer in schools. Before we talk about John's death, I want to talk for just a minute about John's second wife, Elizabeth. We don't know much about her. She's not as famous as John, but let's think about her life for just a second. She married a poor man with four children under the age of nine, and one was blind. She married him because of his love for God. She raised his children as her own, mostly by herself because John was in and out of prison. She visited John in prison almost every day, bringing him paper and ink to write. She built him up. She encouraged him. She supported him in an almost impossible situation. Even when John was eventually free, he wasn't really free. He had to return to sleep in the prison, so she never really had a marriage bed with him. But she loved him, and she loved God, and she served God by serving him. And in my opinion, she was just as much a hero as he was. 
1688, after returning once again from preaching, John Bunyan died in London. I want to end this episode by talking about a friend of mine. As I am recording this, my friend is possibly being arrested. I don't know if he has been yet, but it seems like that most likely will happen in the near future. He's a pastor of a church here in Ontario, and our churches have not been open since March. They were sort of opened a little bit in the summer, but only if the church agreed to the government control of how they could open, how many could be there, and giving in the names of everyone attending to the government. Currently, churches are closed and only 10 people are allowed to attend. My friend Jacob has said his church will no longer follow these rules. He is open, and he will keep his church doors open and will preach the good news of Jesus Christ. He has been told he will have up to a year in prison, as well as millions of dollars in fines. His court date is in just a few weeks. On Saturday, the Supreme Court ruled that he was in contempt of court if he opened the doors on Sunday. And on Sunday, he opened the doors. While obviously a lot of things have changed since the 1600s, in so many ways we are just returning to this. Perhaps it's true that those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. It would have seemed impossible to me that a pastor would be arrested in Ontario, Canada for having his church open. But here we are. The reason I share this story is that there is a GoFundMe to help Pastor Jacob's legal costs. I don't ever ask for money on this podcast, but if you're listening and you want to help him, this is how you can. He doesn't know I'm doing this. He never asked me to do this. I'm not even sure if he listens to this podcast. But I'm doing this because church history shows that it is the men of God like Jacob who have shaped our churches and that we need to support them. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, if you're looking for more podcasts, blogs, or videos, check out my website, lauraleesiemens.com.